2: Hello Lauren. Greetings Chandler. Greetings. It's been a while since we've seen each other about an hour. Yeah it's been approximately 62 minutes Mm -hmm. um, but we did FaceTime for 20 minutes at that time. We did. I still can't get enough. Wow. Glad you feel that way. How are you packing? Your life is in shambles. How's it going? My life is completely in shambles. My apartment is a huge disaster. It's just piles everywhere, piles for goodwill, piles to sell, piles to sell, sell at a different place. I got rid of all of my books and except for like 10 of them. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I kept some was that they weren't available on Kindle. I have a new rule. If a book is available on Kindle, I don't need a physical copy of it. Love that rule. Yes. So anyway, so it has been a huge purging. I am reducing all of my belongings to two checked bags and a carry-on. And you might think like wow, like she is just ready to take on the Pacific Crest Trail. Like Cheryl Strayed is shaking. No. I just I just Chandler I don't have that ni- that many nice things. That's what I'm that's yeah that's what I was going to say because like I'm sure a lot of people are like well why don't you just get a storage unit you don't have to throw away your life. Well the jig is up. Lauren doesn't actually have that many uh you know nice things to fill her life with. So it's most of it's just already was already on its way to DI. My life is worth throwing away at this point. No um I mean my Basically, everything I accumulated in high school and college is just not... It's all kind of junky at this point. It's pretty dingy. In fact, I was uh, swindled into buying some of her clothes from her this week. Um, And I want you to know, folks, that I received clothes that had self-tanner stains on them upon further inspection when I got home. Oh, 100%. Of course you Like, I had to wash this dress several times. I had to spend a lot of time with some OxyClean and some elbow grease. And I would actually like a discount... I'd like some of my money back. No, I'm sorry. There's actually, it's all final sale. And it's pretty rich for you to ask me for a discount when you literally said, yeah, sure, I'll buy all this stuff off of you, but you know it's on credit. Like, <laughs> you you no cash up front. I'll pay you at some point. Of course. Of course, no cash up front. That's how I do my most of my dealings. <laughs> As, that's a good rule of business. How did you get so much self-tanner on that? Collect, Collect. early, pay late. It lo- literally looked like you had put self-tanner Which dress? on. dress? Like the white and black one from H&M. Oh, it's just makeup because here I put a little bit of foundation on my neck because so many people's necks and their faces a little don't bit. match. Your neckline says otherwise on the dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also like that dress was $30 and so I didn't really, I wasn't that careful when I took it off and it would kind of scrape my face, you know? Little did you know you'd be reselling it for 10 <laughs> later down the road. <laughs> you haggled me so hard for every piece of clothing. I'm like, all right, I'll give it to you for $5 and you're like four fifty, and it's a deal. <laughs> What can I say? I like to prey upon the desperate. Like all of my, all of my clothing that's actually valuable can all fit in a carry-on suitcase. Like all of my Ula Johnson and Love Shack Fancy dresses and like, and like and dresses and just dresses that like cost a lot of money and are cute. All of them, I'm just putting in my carry-on. And I just honestly, even if my two check bags get lost, all I care about is that I can get those dresses to Puerto Rico. <laughs> well is that, i is that depressing um, a little bit slightly i don't know i just yeah it's just funny like you just accumulate so much garbage over your like you get all the fast fashion all of that stuff yeah. it just it belongs essentially it should have never been made in the first place because it's just all trash yeah i mean after about eight or nine washes like it's done so i will say that Everything that I have that has stood the test of time are the things that Courtney told me to splurge on and to buy and to, like, pay the extra money. And those are the things that I'm going to, you know, carry with me in my carry-on. Oh, for sure. Like, she was right. You spend more up front, but you reap the rewards later on. All the nice things I own were actually Courtney's nice things at one time. So, (laughs) I don't actually own any of my own nice things. They're just hand-me-down nice things. Yeah. yeah. Well, you you know, I think you're just at the point where you're about to start buying, like, really expensive clothes. And I'm excited for that journey for you. Yeah, one day. We'll get there. No, that day is today. You make good <laughs> money. What is with it? Like, literally, I've never heard someone who makes as much money as you say the words, I'm so broke, as much as you. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't make that much money at all. And I also pay San Francisco rent prices. So it's not like I'm stockpiling cash. You're in the 1%. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, actually, I am. (laughs) I'm in the 1%. sorry that's just hilarious <laughs> i've never heard such an evil laugh <laughs> it's just like the thought of, of me being considered in the one percent no you're not in the one percent but for a single girl you make plenty of money not to be venmo charging yeah. me for a ten dollar dinner but i have i also once last time i did that first of all i, I or no, no or at least okay bu- buying used clothes and telling me that you'll pay me later Look, I just like to have plenty of money in my savings at all time, and then I can slowly chip away. Well, I'm glad you protect your own cash flow at the expense of mine. I definitely do. Of course. Wait, Lauren, did you finish Mm. The Crown? No, I watched the first 45 minutes of the first episode. Oh my gosh. Well, this is what I'll say. I feel like The Crown made me sick after every single episode. Like, I felt ill in my stomach and i felt seriously depressed after every single episode physically nauseous physically nauseous and just like there's something about watching charles and diana's completely screwed up broken dark really sad marriage in every single episode and just how little the royal family like did to like interject or even try to help and like yeah, their best efforts were... Don't give it away. Don't give it away. I won't. Well, Lauren, there's no spoilers. This happened in 1950. I still... I still... I still like, for me, I'm just at the point where she's, like, basically met him and she's wearing, like, that okay. little well, Midsummer Night's Dream outfit. So yeah. don't spoil it. i You already know it. what happens. She I dies. Pamela, mean... shut up. <laughs> I, um... I want to know if this was true for any of the other listeners. If it was, like, hard to watch. And that's all I'll say. Okay. I'm savoring... The... the the reason why I haven't watched it yet is because my mind is racing at all times, thinking of things I have to do to prepare for this move, and so I can't really sit down and savor a show because I'm thinking about other stuff. So I need to have this move behind me, and then I can truly savor the crown. Okay. Okay. So speaking of savoring, mm-hmm. yes, Thanksgiving Let's dinner. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving that's what baby. I'm just going to say, okay. So I buckled you guys under pressure. <laughs> I put my mother through hell telling her that I was not coming because it was COVID unsafe. And then, you know, in the 48 hours beforehand, I just, I just was so sad at the idea of not going to Thanksgiving. I know it was very very sad. It was so sad. And I even preemptively ordered flowers for mom that were going to be delivered saying, you know, we wish we could be there. I'm sorry that we can't be like, I fully planned not to go. But then Kagan and I made this decision to wear N95 masks and to, spend 99% of the time outside and just wear the mask when we go in to get food. And then we spent our Thanksgiving literally outside while our entire family spent it inside. We were like, the we were in exile. Yeah. We honestly were banished and people would wave at us through the window and say like, oh, aren't you cold? Like, why are you sitting out there? And we just wave and chuckle and And it was freezing. It was very cold. Yeah, and we only—I mean—now we know which of our family members actually love us because we only had two people, all and come out and say hi to us. So they were both not blood relatives, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point. And there was like a there also was like a semi weird energy when the COVID conscious, you know, libertards came in the door. Yes, to get like, the tide shifted. Off. Yeah, like there was like a there was a mask resentment happening. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I definitely. I, the divide in our country, it was never more real. Right. And, you know, everyone was nice, but we did feel a little bit like freaks. I'm not going to lie. I felt totally. a little bit like a freak. We totally. love, And well, honestly, we love this side of the family so much. So much. Obsessed. Obsessed. And we see them all the time. And we had just seen them recently, unfortunately, for a funeral. So it was like, it was a little bit strange for us to be like now masked up. But you never know. And I felt a lot better the next day. Like, I didn't have any post-Thanksgiving anxiety about getting COVID. Kagan and I had been to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. through four airports and traveling th- for the entire past week before Thanksgiving. And so for me, I don't – I mean, if I get COVID, that will be terrible and I really don't want it. But for me, I was just – on the off chance I have it and, and I'm asymptomatic, I don't want to transmit it to my 70-year-old uncle. Right. You know? Like that, that was why I was wearing a mask and being super conscientious about it. Whereas when I went to the funeral a couple of weeks before – I wasn't at risk of transmitting it to them because I hadn't been traveling. I'd just been in my little bubble. So anyway. Also, that's that's my excuse. My best friend, Faith, came down from LA and she has to be very careful as well because she gets tested all the time for school. And so, you know, it was just, I just wore a mask with her and we just both decided to be extra careful. I also am getting my wisdom teeth out this week and nothing is going to stop me from that good time and those pain meds. So, yeah. Nothing's going to come between you and that sweet, sweet drug-induced euphoria. Exactly. It's going to be real nice. And I think we just also, yeah, we didn't want to wake up the next day and be like, we were part of the problem yesterday as a nation. Like, we're going to make a sacrifice, even if it's eating in the freezing cold and looking like a freak, just so that hopefully, you know, we can help not spread COVID-19. So I hope Dr. Fauci is listening. I hope this prompts him to write a review. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, in advance. so you know who else looked like they had a lovely thanksgiving (sighs) who chandler morgan stewart jordan mcgraw and tim and robin i just i would give nothing more than to be at that table feasting on the fruit of dr phil's i know i know just incredible do they have a private plane oh i'm sure That's major money. That's like billion. I think he's probably a billionaire. Yeah. Let me look at that. Totally. That would make sense. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. And they just look like a really happy family. Okay. He's worth half a a billion dollars. So, I mean, pretty close. Yeah. It's not a billion, but you got to think most celebrities are probably worth like probably 25 million, Mm -hmm. 50 million max. Like, Dr. Phil's lifestyle is a whole other experience. I mean, it's everything I want. It's everything I will never experience. And living vicariously through Morgan Stewart's Instagram, yeah, I'm on board. I know. I know. It's funny though, like, don't they have other kids? I feel like it was just the four of them. I don't know about, I don't know much about their children. Mm. It's too painful for me because, you know, obviously. Right. I would have loved that inheritance, but alas. I bet isn't she like due anytime soon? I bet they were um I bet they were tossing around some baby names, you know? Oh, for sure. It's so annoying when celebrities are so protective of their babies faces. Well, it's not annoying because I get it, it's your kid, you don't want like when they want their face plastered everywhere. But when they're really like secretive about the names, like I hate it. So I hope Morgan Stewart comes out with a name pretty quickly. Do you have any guesses for what the na- baby's name is going to be? I could see her going in a more classic direction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Morgan Stewart really is the epitome of taste. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with this child's name, we're going to see a really, really tasteful, classic name all in one. I feel like Robin, though, and Doctor Phil probably want her to have like a strong Christian name, like Bailey, like B A Y L E I G H Bailey. Uh, is Bailey a Christian name? I feel like it is. It sounds like a Christian name. Bailey. Bailey. I can just imagine her at Thanksgiving dinner being like, so we're thinking about either Natalie or Vivian. And I can just imagine Dr. Phil being like, now Morgan. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever heard of the story of Sarah in the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, I don't even know the story of Sarah, so I can't go much further. I don't think there Um, is a Sarah, there's a Soraya. (laughs) Or or I could see him being like, I one time, I one time had a client named Vivian and she was a strung out mother of four on crystal meth. And so I just cannot, I cannot do that name because it just brings up horrible (laughs) associations. (laughs) You know, I, I kind of love the idea. I love the idea of of Dr. Phil being like actually like secretly quietly kind of evil and like them sitting around at Thanksgiving and being like, all right, let's talk about what we're thankful for this year. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll go first. So Mary Jo, you all know, remember Mary Jo, who's on my show, who has t- <laughs> 10 kids and is now in prison. She's getting out. And I think that's going to bring us a real strong rating episode in 2021. <laughs> And Rob just like, "Cheers, cheers, cha-ching, cha-ching." I'm grateful for my book deal and the fact that it will be sold across Costco's in the nation. Every Costco in the nation will be carrying my next book. The feast we have today was made by the broken hearts and, and <laughs> broken dis- families of America and broken families, dysfunctional families, broken people at the <laughs> at their lowest. It's because of it, it's it's them we have to thank and. Mm-hmm. And this country has never been in worse, in worse shape. People, this pandemic is just going to make our ratings soar through the roof. Thank you, ABC. But yeah, I always said people were way too happy and stable <laughs> under Obama. <sighs> I think I think that with with Trump starting his own news organization, he can still so divide in the country, and that is something to be thankful for. <laughs> now jordan jordan jordan's just like i don't know quietly eating jordan like is like quietly eating like still basically ruining the fact that he accidentally got morgan pregnant right now can't just be like a rich trust fund kid yeah and it's like jordan jordan what are you thankful for and he's just like chowing down he's like swallows his turkey and he's like i all all the teenage pregnant girls that came on your show dad (laughs) that's right that's right son that's right i am thankful for my opportunity to be adjacent to the jonas brothers as they continue to try and make a career out of themselves now what 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 is that uh little project you're working on music music jordan are what, you still playing the guitar what instrument were you were, were you learning <laughs> i don't think anyone's ever heard of your band but after having listened to your music i think that's something we should all be thankful for <laughs> Amen. 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 Ah oh, gosh, and Morgan's just like literally doesn't even care. She's she just like care. there's just dollar signs in her I eyes. Know, I know, I and, know. And I mean, would you would you care or would I mean, you ride that really evil like a nice family? They do. They do. It's true. I'm just kidding you guys. I'm just kidding. I think Dr. Phil is actually a perfectly fine, wonderful human being. And that's why it cuts so deep. Salt in the wound. Yeah. It, it really is ah okay um chandler lauren taylor swift documentary yes uh should we invite mccall on the podcast let's do it our little sister mccall is a bona fide taylor swift expert Mm -hmm. so we are going to get her hot takes guys it's important that we keep our content fresh and that's why we've decided to bring on a gen xer to the podcast Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to make sure that we're appealing to a younger audience because Mm -hmm. we are quickly aging out of Gen Z relevance. Mm -hmm. And we need to somehow, you know, expand our demographics. Yeah. Okay. Well, without any further ado, everyone, we're gathered here at Pond Studios. Mm. (laughs) Deep in the woods. Where is Pond Studios? I think it's an upstate New York. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is an upstate New York. It definitely had restoration vibes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I will say that when the camera panned and the documentary starts, essentially, with Mm -hmm. the landscape shots, I was under – I was not – I don't know. It just felt very, like, early 2010s Tumblr vibes. Yeah, hipster vibes, for sure. Hipster vibes. Mm -hmm. I was honestly – ill-prepared for the emotional reckoning that I would go on in the next hour and a half. Right. Right. Were you reminded of yourself, Lauren? Um, yes, I, it was a journey. I woke up this morning at 6am and I watched it, you know, while it was still basically dark outside and I was utterly captivated and I want to issue a formal public apology. And I think this is a brilliant album. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have some thoughts. I think that the album itself is wonderful. For me, it doesn't really pick up until we're about halfway through. Like the first 5 songs kind of meaningless to me. Yeah. Um, but the last half is so good. Like I had radiating chills the entire time I was watching to the point where I thought I had COVID because I was getting the chills so often. Oh, wow, b- oh, wow okay. Like radiating. I I really was impressed with it. Do we I don't know how we want to do this, but I have thoughts about the characters the songs I have I have so many thoughts okay McCall you're the resident expert and we only have you for a short for a short time so why don't you go first thank you Lauren thank you well let's just start out (laughs) I love Taylor Swift just for the record I've been obsessed with her since I was a young a young child since you were Um, born in the year 2000 basically basically (laughs) I love the album think it's great I don't there's not a single song that I wouldn't listen to I think it's wonderful huh. where I find issue and what I I had trouble focusing on the music and for me and you know I'm no fashion expert I'm no courtney grow but <laughs> It was blinding some of her outfits. <laughs> oh, the outfits were so bad. So bad. I don't know how. Her... So bad. She's never been richer and she's never looked worse. Not like truly. Like, so she looks true. She looks beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. And she... I don't want to just focus on her looks, but her outfits are terrible. I'm her, sorry. I'm going to focus on her the looks. That terrible. haircut. That haircut is so unflattering. (laughs) I think the haircut is fine as long as you can like, you know, wear something nice or wear something like cool underneath (sighs) the haircut. (laughs) The haircut plus the outfits. It was a disaster. Mom, we watched it with mom and uh, mom just kept saying, mom was like, why doesn't she blow dry her bangs? (laughs) 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 Well, I think it actually was obvious why she has that haircut sitting next to that guy from the national. (laughs) Because I think to be taken seriously, like in the music industry, you have to look semi homeless because you're just like so (laughs) devoted to your art that you know. You're too busy crafting lyrics, you're too pure to use a round brush. I truly believe that's why her hair is so bad. So, some thoughts on. The guy from the National. And I, now his name is, like, a, 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 escaping me. He was annoying oh, to Uh He looked like he had just constantly been woken up from a nap <laughs> to, like, <laughs> come listen to Taylor. Like, he literally was, like, it's like he was literally sleeping in the other room. And then a producer would be, like, hey, you got to get back out there. And he'd have to, like, wake up. <laughs> well, and he was just, like, so, he was just, like, quietly nod and basically add nothing to the conversation. Totally. And so. Yeah. I I mean, I really like the national, but it was just an interesting pairing. And like, I I kind of can't stomach when Taylor is obviously a talented musician, but there's something about like her trying to seem cool that just always rubs me the wrong way. Like where I'm always just like, so I'm just cringing so much. At what point did she seem like she was trying to seem cool? Um, I feel like when she was talking, when she, whenever she was talking to him, like in the beginning or like, I don't know the, all of the conversations that they were having outside, they just were all, all like kind of cringy to me. Draft. Yeah. It's almost like she was trying to have like some sort of like therapy session with Jack Antonoff and this guy. And like that guy was clearly not interested, but like Jack Antonoff was like trying too hard. And was fully I don't know. It was in. just, yeah, he was fully leaning in and it was just kind of cringy to me. I mean, I love the fact that Jack Antonoff truly is a m- musical genius, but he right. doesn't seem to have any level of pretension. Jack Antonoff, to me, is so utterly charming and sweet scene. Really? Yeah. I, I I, really like Jack Antonoff, but during this whole thing, he kind of made me laugh. Like, he, he was trying so hard, and maybe, he I actually don't think this is him trying so hard. I think this is just, like, his stage vibe is, like, he gets very into it, but, like, it just, like, didn't really mesh with the vibe of Pond Studio, so when he was, like, jamming out, it was kind of laughable, and, like, Mom couldn't stop laughing. Oh, my like, gosh. During August, I during mean, it was really bad. Yeah. Just every time it panned over to him, he was just, like, jamming so hard. He's just, like, giddy looking. It was just, it was funny. But I liked, I, so, the difference between him, what's the other guy's name? Aaron Dessner. Aaron Dessner. Aaron You just know that Aaron Dessner thinks he's a genius and maybe, I don't know, audiophiles listening are probably nodding. He is. He is. But I I don't like the fact that he He had an energy of like, you're lucky that I'm here to Taylor Swift, who is just, who's wildly more successful
1: Yeah, I I disagree. I don't
2: think he was like, I don't think he acted like he was too good to be there. I think he was just straight up. I think he was just straight up like... This is just not his vibe. Like he was he's not a guy who's used to being in the limelight. He's not used to being in front of a camera and like putting on the charm in that way. Like I just don't think this was like his his vibe. I don't think he was too good to be there. See, I think that whenever someone says, I'm just not used to being in front of a camera, like I'm I'm very private, that's them saying, like, I'm too good for this situation. I don't, but I don't think that's what he was saying. I just straight up don't think he has the personality to be like a, a star yeah. in front of the camera. Maybe he just has a quiet personality and I'm projecting all sorts of vile characteristics Seriously, onto I'm like, him. <laughs> I mean, The National is like a phenomenal band. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's like a couple good songs for sure. Hmm. Audiophiles are shaking. <laughs> Just so you know, I mean, I, I totally about- respect his musical genius, and um, I have better music taste than Lauren. So, "About Today" is a stunning song, but that's the only song I know from the National. Okay, that's okay. So, mom, though, while mom's watching them, like, talk about all the songs, my mom, mom goes, "This conversation is a migraine maker. How much longer till the National <laughs> guy passes out?" <laughs> yeah, mom was ruthless. Really, seriously. Okay, McCall. Any as a true Taylor, like you are a Taylor Swift expert. Do you have what else? Do you what other takeaways? What are, your, takeaways did what you are have? your yeah? What were your favorite songs to hear live? Um, I loved Exile. Thought it was kind of interesting that Bony Bear ended up being a net gator kind of guy. <laughs> um, Why was he so ma- heavily masked? That part was very strange. It made me so think maybe he had COVID during the like what? Like maybe he had COVID and he was wearing a mask around the cameraman? I don't know. Hmm. I doubt it. I don't think they would have filmed <laughs> the covid. Like, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, clearly he wanted to send a, a pro mask message, which I'm here for all the time, but it was a, it was very odd. I'm like, dude, you're alone in it your studio. It was like a full-on like scarf mask situation. <laughs> no, you know like- what? For all I know, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. <laughs> okay, did you see the text message that Kagan sent me that I posted on Instagram? About Clean Simple Eats? He said, SOS, we are out of the chocolate flavor of Clean Simple Eats, which by the way, I really didn't know that we could get it for free. So I've been paying full price and just ordering because I literally am a paying customer of this company. Clean Simple Eats, everyone, is the purveyor of the best protein powder on the planet. Can we just say, we've had some people get converted to the religion of clean symbol eats and they have messaged us saying you were right. It is so delicious. It will make milk taste like chocolate milk. If you get the brownie batter, or, you know, I love to put oh. the vanilla in a fruit smoothie. You just, you can't go wrong. You can't mess it up either. I would say, you- it is so good. Someone texted me. They're like, does it have a weird aftertaste? I'm like, no. This is Clean this is- Simple Eats. It tastes like melted ice cream just mixed in cold water. And it's made from clean, grass fed, perfect ingredients. Mm-hmm. What yeah. more do you people want? What more do you want? What more do you want? Yeah. I don't know. Cleansimpleeats.com, everyone. Go try the vanilla, try the chocolate. Use our code Pop Apologist for 10% off. We love the sponsor. I'll be drinking Clean Simple Eats on my deathbed. I hope so. Honestly, I I think for me, I just don't like any sort of, like, artifice. Like, I don't like the whole, like, artsy, pretentious vibe. And Aaron's unkempt hair and bony vers or Justin Vernon's, like, scarf situation, it's just, it just kind of, you know, it's like the same. It's like the, I don't know what it is. So did Jack Antonoff's look bother you at all? No. His, like, wannabe I, 90s? No, because it doesn't bother me because he's trying. Like and I kind of I like the trying. I don't like the not trying. But you know they're trying. Like their their look is completely disheveled, but they they're trying so hard to seem like I don't know. You know what I wish? You know who I wish had been there? Uh, I wish Joe Allen had been there, just for a little bit. If he had just brought in coffee or bagels or something, if he had just like stepped in for a moment, I would have killed for a Joe cameo. Yeah, I definitely feel like we don't see enough of him. We don't see enough of him. Yeah, it's very depressing to me. Ch- McCall, what do you think about the rumors that she's actually engaged to him? I mean, they've been dating for like four years now. I, w- I wouldn't put it past them. But I feel <laughs> like she's the type to be like, I'm engaged, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, like, but she like, couldn't I, help I, but share it. Yeah. But didn't you see the ring in Miss Americana? She was flat out wearing like a full-on huge diamond ring in one of the scenes she was yeah in the scene but, where she's talking to her dad about the fact that she wants to tweet about trump like she has a full-on engagement ring on yeah Could just be a I promise mean, ring, very possible. <laughs> you guys i think she's engaged to him Ugh. oh i hope they are secretly married like i yeah. loved i loved not to skip to well okay and i want to skip to this part so i'll cover off on a few things prior to the ending song piece um invisible string is my favorite song off the album I thought the performance of it was absolutely beautiful. And she says that she wrote the song right after sending a baby gift to an ex, which we all know is Joe Jonas. Um, And I, I remember when her and Joe Jonas were dating. I remember how much it rocked my world. I remember the picture of them at that award show. Like... I love their relationship. McCall and I have talked about this many a time. She clearly really loved him, or really adored him, and was really broken up about their relationship because multiple songs off of later albums are about Joe. Um, and I just love like the the bow the bow tie that it, or the I love the uh, the ribbon that's been tied on their story with invisible string. No, I agree. I really like it. It's beautiful. Wait, but does it? Is it invisible string? T- about joe it is but but she mentions joe jonas her she okay but dated. it's about joe Allen. right? that's what that's what i mean like i like okay. how it's just like it's this like lovely end of the story oh yeah, yeah. she yeah. wrote it after you know this x that she was really broken up about yeah totally totally um but i loved peace yeah peace, peace is one that grew on me for the one sure. at the very end the one that's oh, all about I, like I, I didn't get to the very end unfortunately so you didn't watch the whole thing I watched a hundred and twenty or an hour and twenty minutes. Is that not enough? It's not enough. It's the I same had to get... all the
1: way through. This is re-
2: to... every time you do this, it's really disappointing to me. I had I've done this is literally the first time I've done it, <laughs> and I had to get up and I had to work. I have to move out of my apartment. Hmm, some excuse. Okay, okay. Any other hot takes, ladies? <sighs> Once again, not to go back to her outfit, but like the flannel dress that needed that Amazon like thingy that takes all the the fur off of it or whatever, like. I couldn't handle her dress that she was wearing throughout the, like all the scenes where she was seated. I was fine with the flannel dress. It was the houndstooth coat with the pumpkin pants and the page boy hat and the Mary Janes. that really me oh, oh, for a loop. Oh, it, that it page boy bad. hat looked like, I hate this. It looked like it belonged in, I don't know, like an Irish teen store, like an Irish forever 21, like the forever yeah. 21 in Dublin. <laughs> exactly. It was just so bad. It Um, was less of an outfit and more like a collection of decisions. Truly, because (laughs) nothing fit together. Mm -mm. Collection of poor decisions, absolutely. Wait, Lauren. So you, we gave a very harsh review Mm -hmm. back in the summer, and I still kind of stand by a lot of what we said. But what changed your mind? What song, you know, turned over this new leaf for you? I think that listening to the album at dawn. In my apartment, I've had like an an incredibly emotional few days Mm -hmm. going through all of my belongings and basically like throwing away old identities and old dreams and versions of myself. I just am in in a heightened state right now. And then so the songs really hit a different way this time listening i was emotionally primed and open my heart usually is cold and cynical and jaded Uh and closed uh but it was actually open to receive taylor's music (laughs) and i i felt it you were in long pond with her i really was emotionally i definitely was just in that little woodsy cabin with a irish forever 21 clothing on (laughs) wow so cozy so cozy okay i have one other thought so, during the exile, during Bonnie Bear's scene, it reminded me of the time I went and saw Bonnie Bear with Courtney. Does anybody remember this? No, we I don't were, remember that I went and saw him with her in Vegas, randomly. Um, and I remember... How how was much, it? I loved the concert for the bits of it that I was awake for. Um, you <laughs> fell asleep? I fell asleep. During Bonnie I fell asleep. And I just want to say, hipsters, please do not cancel me. I love that. Oh, you're is getting canceled. I loved it. I'm sorry that I fell asleep. It was incredibly dark. And I will say that the beautiful sound design and like set design for his show um really was lulling. It really like coaxed me to slumber. You're but I'm definitely I do not re- the first person to fall asleep at a Bony Bear <laughs> concert. And I'm really sorry to all the, the true Bony Bear fans out there. I still love his music. It is just incredibly um intoxicating and just makes you like makes my eyelids very heavy. By intoxicating, you mean it induces slumber. His music induces slumber like none other. It's basically like auditory melatonin. (laughs) couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) But thank you, Courtney, for buying me that concert ticket. I am still appreciative. Uh, It was very nice of you. Well, Chan, maybe I'll watch the end of the documentary tonight. Lauren, while you're primed, um, you should really listen to the ending. I mean, McCall and I only made it to the song Peace. Uh, mom and I got so you didn't watch the full thing either. I just didn't watch the very last song, which is was like a bonus edition song, so it didn't even matter. I can't believe I got chastised (laughs) and you literally are guilty (laughs) of this. Let's just say that mom and I got into a tiff and then it kind of spoiled the mood. Mom Mm. is also not pleased with her cussing on the album. Uh but didn't she not cuss on the Disney Plus version? Like I feel like she She says Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And mom is not pleased with that? Mm -mm. No, she was not having it. Mm -mm. mom is so interesting it's like there's no problem with watching a dateline about a man who like killed his children slaughters yeah like slaughters like has like utter violence and gore we want every single detail for a three hour documentary is good but Taylor Swift says shiz and it's like uh excuse me this content is not edifying it's like it's pretty trashy she's really gone downhill (laughs) slippery slope baby like that's what this podcast Mm mm-hmm all right, well, well, <laughs> <laughs> this has been really fun, you guys. I guess so. Should we all take bets on whether or not we think she's engaged, married, or not, neither? She's okay, either yes. married, or she's neither. Well, you have to take make make a stand. You have to take a oh, pick fun. a lane. <laughs> Is she married? Is she engaged? Is she neither? I think Is she's pregnant? neither. Okay. We'll I think call. she's engaged. Okay. She um, I think she's secretly married. Okay, and what are wow. we betting? Let's do lunch. You yep. okay whoever um, okay. wins this, the other two have to buy them lunch. Okay, great. Good deal. McCall Excellent. can you afford to buy us lunch? Oh McCall also Yep. Do... Nice run to McDonald's. Great. Do you um do you need to go back to steam mopping the floors? I finished steam mopping the floors, thank you very much. But I do have to do the <laughs> stove, so <laughs> All right, well run you along have to now. Clean the stove. Yeah. Oh, man, I really, I don't miss the days of chores. And just hearing that gives me a little, little PTSD. Godspeed, <laughs> yep. McCall. Good, good luck, you. McCall. All right. Bye, guys. Love Bye. you. Let's okay. go, baby. This episode is going to be a little disjuncted. Disjointed? Disjuncted. Exactly. That could not uh, more encapsulate perfectly how my brain is this past week. Disjunked it, baby. I know. You're honestly scrambling. Just- I am scrambling. So, you guys, we recorded the first part of this episode, and then we chatted with our sister about Taylor Swift, and now we are coming back and we are finishing up recording some additional content for all y'all. Um And sorry if this just seems a little all over the place, but it's the only way we could make it work as I just make a mad dash to get rid of all my belongings so (laughs) and move. I mean, Lauren has sent me photos of different used items um, all throughout the past week, used items that I don't want, I've never wanted. That's actually highly inaccurate no more, because eye. I sent you photos this morning of Hoka One Ones from Outdoor Voices, and I got a great price for them. Yeah, I know. I was. I, I should have gone lower. I really you should, should have, have gone lower. lower. Was, you really, should, up.
0: really? I think I should have. Really, I
2: would have Come on. Would you have taken I think I, th- I would have accepted. No, no, not a chance. Anyway, well, okay. So uh, I have you a guys, good price? Th- yeah, you got a good price. You, but here's the thing. You got brand new, basically. I've worn them twice, maximum. You know, they didn't look brand like new they Hulk were worn like they were worn more like five or six times. No, they were worn like twice. <laughs> um, especially if you take a baby wipe to them. And they, mm-hmm. brand new, originally $130. I'm pretty sure I did like a cute afterpay $33.95 four times for them. Love that. Um, yeah. So anyway, they'll be perfect for you. But they're just, I don't have enough room. So... Thank you for yeah, doing, I don't. Thank you for doing business with me. They're supposed to be amazing for jogging. They're like the the most technical original running shoes. Anyway, this is so boring. Sorry, guys. We'll see. I paid a hefty price for them, so if not, <laughs> yeah. I will be returning. Uh, there's no returns. Fine. There are... All sales are final, especially I'm... when no cash is given. up front. Literally, I will... it's all on imaginary credit. I will ship these to Puerto Rico for my return. Oh my god! Your your return will not be accepted. <laughs> um. Okay, Chandler. We had some questions, some Q and A that people mm-hmm, wanted to mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So first thing they said: Why are all Utah bloggers young, but apparently so rich? Range rovers, huge houses, etc. Mm. Um. Do you want to tackle this one, or do you want me to? Um. Give. What are your thoughts, and then I'll weigh in if you don't cover any of mine. Okay. My thoughts are: I think fashion bloggers make way more money than you imagine. And that money goes really far in Utah. Like oh, yeah. you can get a big house in Utah for, you know, 10 grand a month or, you know, like you can get a, a, ni- a really nice place. And those fashion bloggers you're looking at, they're probably making like at least, I don't know, at least a couple hundred grand a year, like probably like closer to half a million a year. Well, yeah. And if they're is like my a, belief, a dual income household their dual income household and if they're like uh, one of the top bloggers they're making like more than the neurosurgeons in that state are making so i think that's what people don't realize is like they're literally you can make so much money fashion blogging. yeah i think i think that's that's an aspect to me the biggest aspect is how far your money goes in utah versus like a lot of other yeah. places in the country like right absolutely our rent in college like skewed between like at one point in my life, I'm pretty sure my rent was like 275. <laughs> my rent was, yeah, either between 275 and 550, and yeah. when it was 550, oh man, that was that was balling out. Yeah, I that was first oh, class, it's so expensive. I remember when I um went when I got my one of my apartments in Provo, we went and looked at it, and the guy lived there alone, and me and my roommate lived we're going to re- move in. Me and my great friend, were going to move in and we were going to get a roommate. So we could all split three ways, $900. Okay. <laughs> cause that was the rent. And I remember he told me that he paid, you know, the full 900 himself cause he lived there. Okay. And I just remember thinking I'll never be like that much of an adult. Ugh. Like that was just like so impressive to me that someone could afford $900 a month in rent. Like, like who lives that lavishly? I literally, like, don't ever have as much money as I pay in rent in my checking account, like, ever. (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's just so funny because now, like, I mean, especially living in in San Francisco, you living in San Francisco and in California and, and in Puerto Rico, it's like, I can't even believe how much money it costs. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how. I Think, don't know how I afford it, to be honest. Thinking about the amount of money our apartment costs every month, like every month we all kind of switch off with uh, who has to send a cashier's check to our landlord. And I actually have never done it because I've been lazy and I probably should volunteer. So if any of my roommates are listening, I'm sorry I haven't volunteered to do it. But here's the real reason why. I'm very nervous to have that much money on my person. Okay. I'm too nervous to have like Literally, I mean, each of our HR rent, give or take, is like $1,500. There's five of us. What is the math, Lauren? That's $7,500. I don't want to have that much money on me at, at any time ever. I could get robbed. So, Wait, the- Explain to me. What? Explain to me. Explain to me why on earth your, I, your landlord doesn't they take don't. electronic payment. They used to, and then they were like, actually, we don't like doing this. <laughs> so now we always have to get a that, check. That is... I know that would be reason enough to move out. That's It's crazy. We did actually just ask for a rent reduction, a second rent reduction because a lot of SF rent is dropping. Um so we'll see, but yeah, it's still crazy. Yeah, let me know how it goes. Oh, I, I mean will.
0: I our will, rent baby. is
2: 1. F- I it's, it's not doubling, but it's close to doubling in Puerto Rico, Ugh. so I know, crazy. But I- we're getting rid of our cars. So it kind of nuts out. Yeah, that's hopefully. nice. That's we'll nice. See. We'll see. One more thing on that note, getting rid of your car is one of the best feelings in the entire world. Okay, I got rid of mine. They literally drove it away three hours ago. I sold it to a company called Carvana. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar. But what's funny is they come, they like have you sign a bunch of paperwork, and they give you basically what looks like was printed off of like a a mom's printer at home, just like a Word document. And they take your car and that's it. And they it. basically, they, you just have to hope that they actually handle all the stuff on the bank side. Right? Like I, I'm technically the lien holder of that car. Like I, it's a lease. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of crazy to me that I just, all right, take my car. Hope, I hope you guys are legit. Your website looks legit. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was a weird moment. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. I mean, when I, I sold my car to our oldest sister and releasing it though to her and even though it was like a little nerve-wracking making sure that it got there in one piece we like had a guy drive it up um the minute it's off your hands like it might as well be a thousand miles away like I have just (sighs) I I don't think about it ever I don't think about gas I don't think about insurance like it's an amazing feeling and I'm just really happy you're getting this you just feel so like light-footed in the world yeah and I also like taking Ubers and just feeling like really like I don't know it's it's just a car can be so cumbersome, and I really felt that in Los Angeles, like finding parking, sitting in traffic, uh, mm-hmm. and so it's it's been a great experience, Lauren. And I'm excited for this new chapter in your life, Carla. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm fingers crossed it really works because last time I thought I didn't need a car, I got one. You know, three days later. later. Yeah. So I'm yeah three days. So I'm really hoping this time I permanently stay carless at least for like at least a year because yeah just, at least a week having a car is a nightmare a yeah. <laughs> yeah or at least five days yeah we'll see any other questions yeah someone wanted to know they wanted us to cover real housewives of salt lake city oh um so we do cover that on our patreon so yes. if you're interested in a recap of or commentary i would call it commentary on the real housewives of salt lake city head on over to our patreon baby every monday and we recap Orange County, Salt Lake City, sometimes some other shows. We were doing The Bachelorette. We've since stopped. But we're going to add, add in some shows. And it's a good time. Speaking of the Patreon, just a quick plug. If you do sign up within 2020, you will get the special surprise in the mail. I'm literally um, looking at the special surprises right now. <laughs> we've set zero out so far. We have. But once this move is behind me, once I'm at Courtney's house, I'm going to buckle down and get them out probably in that first week. So that is the plan, at least. Um, But yes, if you sign up in 2020, you get the surprise in the mail. So just getting that plug out of the way. Get it out of the way, baby. We we have a new Patreoni. Maybe sure do. Queen Queen Patreoni. Um, I found out this morning, Lauren, that our mother signed up. She is now uh, the latest subscriber. It's a huge shock. It's a huge shock, and honestly, when she told me that, I basically uh, like gasped because she's always like she loves to talk about how she doesn't listen to our podcast, but to hear that she finally succumbed was music to my ears. I still am confused as to wh- why she signed up. Well, I did think she hear she the up- podcast where she where we call like basically said we only had one family member who uh, was on no. Patreon. This is what happened. I told her that Courtney subscribes and pays the, in the highest tier because she's the only person who supports us. I told her that explicitly. Okay, so you just told her that. Okay, and and then she said. So then I find out she only signed up for the four ninety nine tier, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, you know, like if you want to listen to it and you actually want to en- enjoy it, like you can bump up, bump it up to the seven ninety nine. Um, and she was like, I was, I was looking, but I didn't see any higher ones. I don't know if I buy it, <laughs> honestly our Patreon is a, is a special holy place that our parents don't listen to. So I don't want mom on the Patreon. Like that's the whole <laughs> point. So I'm honestly going to block, I'm going to block her from the Patreon if she tries to go up a tier to get to that content. Although it is so nice of her to sign up to support us. So, wow, I sound like such a grateful child. Uh, <laughs> did, did I already talk about how bad I feel about all our complaining about Thanksgiving help? Oh, uh, no, I, I actually felt zero guilt about it. What? You felt zero guilt after yeah, that episode? Yeah, absolutely zero. I felt so much guilt after when I came over and I really saw how much work it was. And I just thought, oh, we are such little brats. Like, g- g- scheming well, for how we're not going to have to help next year if we can come, t- like, late enough. So rude. Um, I, I know that'll never be the case and that I'll always get sucked into helping. So I don't feel bad. That's true. Okay, someone else wanted to know... Um. What our take is on the Harry Styles dress saga. Saga. Ugh. So Harry Styles wore a dress on the cover of Vogue. Yeah. He had a whole spread in Vogue where he was wearing like dresses. And I mean, did you see Candace Owens? Yeah. So some right wing pundits lost their minds. namely yeah. Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. Please go ahead and I will respond. I loved it. I thought he looked great. I love that he doesn't conform to any norms when it comes to clothes. Um, yeah. I think he's like a fashion icon. When I saw it, I was floored and honestly felt, like, envious of the fact that I will not look that good in men or women's clothing ever in my life. (laughs) So. And then, I mean, seeing Candace Owens essentially freak out about it was just, like, disgusting and, like, laughable. Like, she's just, I can't. Well, I think that. um, Also, her uh, argument was just completely flawed. She basically said that the left has this agenda to feminize masculinity. And that's just not accurate. There is no crazy agenda or scheme to feminize men. Like, I think if anything, we should be moving toward a direction where if you're a boy and you want to wear a dress, do that. Who cares? Right. It's just costumes. It's just, like, costumery. It's not, like, who cares? And and even like, if it's more than costumery, out, it doesn't even matter. Exactly. This is coming from a woman who my, my like type of a man is the marble man. Like I want as masculine as it gets. Like I want you to be spitting tobacco essentially as I serve you a hot meal. Like I love like a masculine man. I love a masculine man, but that doesn't mean that every man needs to be my preference, you know? Right. Like that's just what I am attracted to, but I am so happy to have a ton of different variety in the world of people living their best lives yeah and she was just saying that like in what other societies and cultures eastern cultures do they wear dresses and then like all it took was like was like three people on tiktok being like um have you ever seen like the traditional like robes that like asian men wear like uh totally so stupid. So stupid. I think it's silly that this was controversial in twenty twenty. Totally. This is a post Caitlyn Jenner universe. Like, yeah, how is this just, a controversy? I know, and I just I there's a part of me that also has takes issue with Candace Owens just wanting to be controversial for the sake of being controversial. Like she just wants to like continue getting like <laughs> yeah. ratings and just people continuing to talk about her because she's kind of now out of the limelight because like black lives matter like discussions have somewhat died down um and i just mm-hmm. i'm skeptical of her in every way well i think that that is like the fundamentally the issue with being a pundit right is you have to have some hot take. some crazy hot take yeah and that is why that's one big reason why the political temperature feels so hot. Yeah. Because everyone is screaming if you go on Twitter or if you watch the news. Yeah. Because that the only way to be heard is to scream louder than the other people screaming. Okay, Chan, one more question our listeners had. What's your most mature breakup? All my breakups have been immature. So, Chandler, I'll let you I'll let you take this one. Most immature breakup? No, most mature breakup. Um, I was gonna say no my most mature breakup sorry let me just let me just consult the note on my phone where i have every single man um that's been in my life go to your excel file i'm like uh yeah i guess we go alphabetically um no my most ma- mature breakup happened 4 years ago so it's quite a while ago um but the, i've ha- definitely had breakups that were smooth and breakups that were like you know, we just totally weren't right for each other and we just went our separate ways. But this breakup was like, oh my gosh, I need to literally upend like my life in the way that I lo- that it looks. And I really did love the way it looked um, in order to like be the best version of myself, which maybe sounds cliche, but it's the truth. And a lot of those cliches are true for a reason. This, okay. So this, when you, I hear the term mature breakup, I think clean breakup, unemotional like or not necessarily unemotional but mature like both of you just come to this decision you both make this decision and it's just it's a conscious uncoupling that's what i hear but interesting oh uh, yeah so what did term- you hear i i guess i took it as like your biggest breakup in the sense that it it was the most pivotal in your life oh gotcha okay yeah so it was more most mature on my part i won't say on his part I think what's so interesting about that breakup is i think he was a terrible boyfriend yeah to you (laughs) and i had to like deal with the fact that you were dating this douchebag for too long Mm -hmm. and i would see you you know month after month going through it emotionally and t- treated so badly by this guy who didn't deserve you at all. And I tried to talk you out of this relationship for s- so long. And then it was just so interesting because one day it was like a flip had switched and it wasn't because I giving you some big speech that you needed to break up with him. You were like just done and you broke up with him like of your own volition. And I'm so curious how that transition happened. Well, I think it's hard because when I, we first started dating, I really, really liked him. And I liked the activities we did together. I liked his friends. And we had, like, a fun dating life together. And so, like, that was, that was the hard part, was, like, trying to distinguish, like, okay, what is, like, him and what is, like, our dating life? Yeah. Um, and honestly, as the relationship, like, went on, uh, and we did it for, like, a fairly, like, long time. I haven't dated anyone longer than a year. And so, as our relationship went on, I started to realize how sad I was like, um, like consistently. And it wasn't like, oh, he said this thing and now I'm sad. It was just like this deep and abiding sadness. And I thought actually I had depression. Like I was like, oh, I am just now a person who has depression. Like I just kind of go through it and maybe I should see someone like, I, I remember I had this thought I was a sophomore in college and I was like, I just kind of have like sad afternoons where I'll just be driving. And for whatever reason, I'm alone. I'm listening to music, like just doing a very normal thing that makes me happy. And I'm so sad, like I'm in pieces and I'm not crying, but I'm just like kind of numb inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really dark for me because I honestly have never struggled with depression before in my life. I never felt like truly like, you know, besides like something happening and then feeling sad about it. Like I just didn't have any sort of deep and abiding sadness. So that shift like really took its toll on like, I think like my overall personality, and I think my family and friends started to notice that I was deeply unhappy. Hmm. But but I don't feel and like, like it was... I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Well, I don't feel like it was there was some big speech that anyone gave you that made you like wake up. No. So no. And so here's what here's what happened. Honestly, like uh, like about eight, seven or eight months into our relationship, like. I had also started to advance, like, my schooling. Like, I had gotten into my, the advertising program at BYU. And, in fact, I remember the night I got into the advertising program, we got into, like, a really big fight. And um, it was, like, awful. Why did awful, you get into but a fight? It, I think he had, like, said something. He had said something that kind of hurt my feelings. And we kind of, like, gotten into it. And I said, like, well, why are we even dating? And, like, it was just, and he did not give me, like, he didn't give me the big grand speech that I was hoping for. Yeah. But yeah, we were still dating at the end of that conversation. And so I got into my program and I all of a sudden had all of these like new friends. And I had just had this new, like honestly, not even all these new friends yet because I hadn't really met my like track. But I had this like new life, like this that was kind of already starting to get paved for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew that it's so funny. I really like knew that I needed to focus on school and like I needed to like fully immerse myself in my like, in that experience, and I and I've talked to this before, but like my program is like pretty hands on, and so I I knew that I like the minute that I was like actually in and participating in like my um, portfolio like school, like I was going to have to be there all the time, and I couldn't really like have a relationship with someone who lived kind of far away, like I was going to have to be there all the time. Oh so, right. And I knew that was up happening in the upcoming fall, mm-hmm. and like it's funny in the. At, in the spring, I, like, went home with him and, like, I went to, like, one of his family members' weddings and, like, met his whole family. And I just had this moment and I, and I knew. I knew the entire time we were dating that he was not right for me. I knew that I deserved better and that it wasn't it. But I still kind of liked dating him and I, and I liked our life together. Um, yeah. enough and even our like fights I was like this is still fine like relationships are supposed to be hard interesting so you broke up with him because you realized that you wouldn't like you basically were going to lose the the social benefits that you got by dating him inevitably anyway because you I mean you're going to be at school so much maybe I don't know if it was like that uh I was like that cognizant of that fact it was more like I know that I'm gonna have to like make make friends and fully immerse myself in my schooling and program and I can't do that if I'm dating him and he's not even worth dating and like losing out on that experience like I knew I wanted to kick ass at school and I was Mm -hmm. only going to be able to do that if I was like fully invested yeah so and I knew also that like I needed the summer to get over him like I was gonna need like a solid amount of time so it was actually more like methodical and diabolical maybe than I right And then I even knew, but, um, yeah. So then I started to feel this momentum of just like, why am I sticking around in something that's like not even that great when it is great. Right. And, and I, I got to get out of it. So, um, yeah. So then like literally we had like a sort of a crappy weekend. We, like we had had like a crappy weekend and then I just was numb and I I was like, I can't. And I like, I, we had spent the weekend together. And then I came home that like day and then I called him like a couple hours later, like out of nowhere. And he was at work and it was it was pretty devastating. And honestly, you know, firsthand how devastating like the the following months were. I do think that it was very interesting because you were you made that choice so quickly and then you didn't go back on it at all. And even though he tried really hard and he kind of like became everything you would wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's just it's so interesting how <laughs> men will like suddenly know how to say all things. Some, some men. sorry. It's so interesting how some men will know all of, well, after you like let them go, will then all of a sudden know how to say all the things that you always needed to hear. Like they right. from how, somehow remember how to be like a great boyfriend. And totally. like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we want to get into specifics, but like he emailed me every day. He contacted like Courtney on Facebook. Contacted like, all of us. And honestly, like, I just, I just realized that I needed to break up with him in order to jumpstart my life. Like, I was either going to coast in neutral and continue dating him and being a, and be in a crappy relationship, or I was going to, like, actually define my own life and do the thing that I always wanted to do. Uh, And it was really scary. So... That's very impressive. It was the best, best decision I ever made, truly, to this day, and still the most mature decision I've ever made. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I think that I, there were definitely guys that I broke up with, but once I, like completely change their behavior to be what i needed them to be like i would totally take them back i feel like way more than you ever have and so that's very impressive oh well once once i'm done i'm done in fact i always like if i'm talking to a guy and things are going well i usually delete our conversation to the point where like i've been in relationships with people and they've been like wait why does our conversation only go back to like this message and I'm like, oh, because you pissed me off one weekend. Yeah, it's. A and co- I didn't even want to see your name in my phone. It's a coping mechanism. Oh, totally. I told I told Kagan that I got a new phone. So <laughs> we had that right. exact conversation. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Like, sometimes we get a little cray. Yeah, and honestly, it's I, I regret none of it. I'll keep doing it until I like meet the one. Well, the most- and, uh, one last thing, also one one last funny tidbit: Courtney also hated him for the record Courtney told me to break up with him and Courtney is the queen of being like just break up with him like you know how you always have those friends who are like just break up with him totally like Courtney like does do that pretty often and it's it's coming from a good place but she sure. literally told me to break up with him like probably every other like week the entire mm-hmm. time we were dating oh, like one time was- she saw one time what she saw what he was wearing and she after she was like you gotta break up with him i mean he just wasn't that great he just all. wasn't he just wasn't that great. like there wasn't there wasn't that re- any redeeming qualities no. uh-uh. that were gonna make the fact that he was like like you never like it even if he treated you well he still was just like whatever like he wasn't special like you know he so. wasn't special truly oh anyway i love talking this is some r- we've never really talked you know crap on an ex oh yeah and, and i'm never been happier too it's also nice because i literally never spoken to him since so like i don't know if he knows anything about my life but don't really care either buckle in baby um you buckle in baby <laughs> yeah i mean this is the first time we've ever taught crap on an ex on our podcast so we'll see if we leave this in we'll see <laughs> we'll see if i get a text that's like hey let's not leave in that that bit we'll see we'll see i'll see how you're feeling tomorrow morning all right um Love you so much, sis. I think that's probably enough for this week. Are you there? Chan? Chan? Hello? Hello? All right, you guys. Well, on that note, we lost Chandler, but we'll see you next week and love you all so much. Bye.